Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about reducing screen time in their home. Hi, everyone. This is Melanie Hempy with Screen Strong, and I'm so excited to talk to Mary Thorne today. You might recognize that name. Mary was Hi. on um, a podcast with um, Colin, and then I followed that as we talked about what it's like to raise kids today in a home without video games. <laughs> um, and so we got a lot of attention from that, a lot of questions about the, the challenge and how to do the detox. And so Mary and I wanted to jump on here for a few minutes today and give you sort of an inside look at um, how this works in, a, in two real homes. So Mary, why don't you go ahead and jump in and start and just talk about um, to, the, to the mom out there and to the dad out there who's wondering, you know, I'm very um, excited to start limiting this more or even throw it out all together. And in fact, actually yesterday I talked to a dad um, and he said, you're not going to believe this, Melanie, but in the trunk of my car right now, I have our Xbox. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> he said, I took it out of the house and it's in my trunk of my car. <laughs> and that I'm like, great. yes, yes. Yay. And he said, and you won't believe what's happened to my kids. I'm like, I know. So um, Mary, talk just a second for people who haven't really heard your story. Maybe just in 30 seconds, give us the, the overview of what y'all are doing and then we'll jump in. Okay, yeah, if you haven't seen the video or heard the podcast, I'm Mary Thorne. I have three boys. My oldest is Dallas, 14. My middle is Dylan, 12. And my youngest is Jax, 8. And what's funny is um, I came into this. I grew up in a house without a TV growing up. I've always been very aware of, like, screens and whatever. And I had made the commitment before I had kids that I was never going to have gamer children because I had known some people who were, and I was like, oh, we're not doing that, and I thought I was doing really great. Meanwhile, um, I get, one of my children gets diagnosed with autism, and my youngest child, um, we had to hold him back a year in preschool because he couldn't focus, and we're like, oh, he has ADHD for sure. How do we have all these problems? What's happening? And this whole time, I had the tool or the Trojan horse called the iPad in my house where I just had my kids plugged in because I'm very like, it just seemed like this too good to be true tool that had ABC mouse and all these, oh, stack the states. So they can learn all this stuff without my having to do anything, Minecraft. And um, I thought that I had banned video games and that this was just a learning tool. Um, fast forward and we were up against the situation of maybe having to medicate my five-year-old to go to kindergarten because he was that crazy. And this kid, I hate to say it, I had him on little learning games and ABC Mouse and all this stuff on his iPad like all the time. And he could focus then and he was still then. And I was like, this is the magic cure to my kids, maybe yeah. ADHD. This iPad is the cure. This is the tool. This is my saving grace. And so everywhere I went and we went in the car, gave him the iPad, gave him my phone to where he was on it every second. And when I would take it away, he would turn into this crazy kid that I did not want to be around. And um, Colin and Liz are my best friends, if you watch them. And they had gone on this crazy, like, anti-screen thing. And at first I was like, oh, I'm not getting rid of that thing. I will never be able to do laundry again. I won't be able to go to lunch again. My life will be awful if I get rid of that tool that helps my kid. And, um, but at the same time, these were my best friends. And I didn't want to just, like say, good job, you guys are doing a really important thing, but I'm still gonna go ahead and do this over there. I, I was in the struggle of like, mm -hmm. how do I be a supportive friend actually 
and support their cause and also at the same time be a total hypocrite and do everything they say not to do so all this time i'm like i've got my kid that the doctor wants to medicate to go to kindergarten i have my kid on the spectrum who i think i've protected from video games because the doctor said if you lose this kid to the world of video games you won't get him back so i was like video games bad ipad fine so what i did was finally i was like okay i'm gonna try this thing i have no other options what's the worst that can happen i get rid of these things I read all these books and they said that if you get rid of these things, your kids will become like for 30 days, I should be able to do something that helps my kids. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to do it. So I got rid of, we never even had gaming systems. All we had was the iPads. Yeah. And, um, it's so ridiculous that I just thought that this was just this different tool. Like, like I thought angry birds wasn't a video game. I, I was like, Oh, but it's on the iPad and that's a tool and that's educational. Yeah. So we sat our kids down and we got rid of everything because we read, um, you're friends with Victoria Dunkley. We read her book, we read Glow Kids. And um, yeah. she says, get rid of everything. And I lived my whole life without a TV. So I was like, I can do this, we can do this. So we got rid of everything for 30 days and our kids turned into different people magically. It was like a magic switch. Yeah. My, little, my little boy turned into this just well-behaved, sweet, kind, empathetic, creative yeah. little human. <laughs> and yes, there's, there's a struggle involved before you get there. And then my kid on the spectrum went from being behind in everything to winning the school geography B to winning battle of the books to getting straight A's and to the point, making a club basketball team wow. by getting rid of the iPad, like video games, iPads, they are not tools that help you. <laughs> they, we got to get rid of these things. So that's my intro. Yeah, no, that's so great. I And my story picks up right there. Um, you know, we didn't have video game. I mean, we didn't have the iPads. We had the video games and which is all the same. It's a screen is a screen is a screen. And um, they are very good babysitters. And I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of parents, me included, back in the day when I was struggling with this with my oldest son, Adam, um, I think I was probably pretty offended by people who told me maybe to get rid of the video game, but I don't know that if a lot yes. of people were saying to get rid of the video game back then, but I would have been defensive about that because it was an awesome babysitter and I needed that babysitter because I had three other kids and I had, you know, I had twins and I had my hands full and yeah. um, it was, it was a magical thing where he could disappear for hours and um, and I just felt like he was getting educated. He was learning code, you know, so he told me, I think he told me that one day. And of course, yeah. I him because he's my first kid and he's right. the first mistake. But um, we crashed and burned when he, you know, dropped out of college because all he did was stay in his room toward the end of that last semester. And he just played video games the whole time. And he said that World of Warcraft did something to me. And this, so I went into this whole spiral you know, kind of like you did, I kind of hit the wall at one point and I, I had to make a change. And so I had to come back in to our family and figure out how to get rid of the stuff and how to live without it. So, cause I had the younger boys coming up, yeah. right? They were like in third or fourth grade. So we had to detox our home much like you did. And, um, and then I think, I think that like you, I discovered this nirvana, like I discovered this heaven, like are you kidding me? This was here all along yes, and, I, and I missed it. And I missed it. Right. It's so hard to explain to people that haven't, 
been through it. And that's why I love talking with you and sharing both of our stories, because today we want to get really clear about like what our house looks like now. now. So not to make you feel bad out there. Okay. We're not shaming people that have, you know, um, video games in their house. That's not what our point is, but, and we have TVs, like we watch movies and we watch sport and all that. So we're not like screen free. We are game free though. And we immediately announced to our younger boys that we will have a game free home. And, um, and you know what, they didn't really push back too much because their older brother had gotten be, he had gotten to be kind of mean and they were kind of scared of him. And mm -hmm. when you have an older sibling in the house, this gaming, I mean, you know, Mary, you can only imagine if you had an older child on top of your little ones, it's a, it's a, you're really torn because they're in two different worlds. And so, right. um, but the boys were like scared of Adam because he would yell, you know, during his game. And if you got near his computer, he would like throw the controller and get mad and whatever. So fast forward to today, when people talk to both of us about, um, how do you do it? Like, what do your kids do? Aren't they bored out of their mind? Aren't they constantly begging you for things to do? Um, I want to talk about how that is a myth. That is a oh, big yes. myth. I think that that's a big fear that moms have. And so tell us just day to day in your house. Like I've had moms even ask me, could you just write down like what happens in your house every day? And so I'll share a few things, but why don't you start and share a few things that yeah. you do with our time? So it, it got to the point when, when I started handing the iPad to make it all the time, there is a time and a place, like say you're going to the DMV or you're on a plane or whatever, and you hand this kid this thing, it is magical to have the distraction for that moment in time because it helps you in that really, you know, crisis moment. But when you start doing that, then all of a sudden you're in the car, you're at Walmart, you're at Target, and they cannot do anything but that. So it is scary because you're like, well, I'm going to have to go to the store and I'm going to have to, this kid is going to be throwing his head around and just like crying and everybody's gonna looking at me. And so you get in this fear mode of like, that's what my life is going to be like forever unless I have this magical tool to help me. And I was afraid of that too, but I was like, okay, I can deal with that for 30 days. And I didn't even expect that it wouldn't be anything but like hell for 30 days. I was just like, I'm going to expect the worst hope for a pleasant surprise. And after the first week, the first week was pretty bad. And I had a lot of tears and a lot of, well, I want my games. But after that, right now, any given day in my house, I have not, we've been game free for it's two and a half years, wow. two and a half years. We only were going to do this for 30 days. That's what we told our kids, 30 days max, then, then you will we'll have them back. We just want to okay. see if it helps. And it's been two and a half years. They don't ever ask. They are like, save the kids. They make up a song. They see the different versions that they have become. I'll show you what my kid made yesterday. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh. This is a piece of paper <laughs> turned into a bat. That is amazing. Isn't or that Origami. My eight-year-old made this. This is a yeah. Rubik's cube yes. made out of paper. <laughs> This took him a couple of hours. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. I had all the free time in the world while knowing that my kid was making this. Um, yeah. This week, 
my eight-year-old made this. Oh my gosh. It's the hungry caterpillar made out of paper. Of course it is. <laughs> I didn't tell him to make this. I didn't yeah. have to do anything but hand him a stack of paper and a book. Yes. And this happened. Like, I never would have thought that that possible because unless I had the iPad with him or he was just like, ah, I'm bored. My kids are never, ever, ever, ever bored. We read. Another good thing that you want your kids to do is be readers. Yes. It's like a lost art. Oh, I don't read. You're not yes. born with like a, a gene yeah. that makes you a reader. You <laughs> grow up in a home where, I mean, if you give kids World of Warcraft or Minecraft and a book, who would ever choose a book? They're not going to. <laughs> Nobody. The book doesn't give you dopamine in your brain and make you like feel all like you're on drugs. Yes. The book is boring. If you want your kids to be readers and succeed at everything that a book can do, don't give them the drug instead, right? Yeah. So we, we take all that away. And my youngest yeah. son, we, we finished the first book of Harry Potter last week. Every fall, I read the series again Aww. because it makes me feel happy inside. And usually I do it alone and my kids are like, she's going into her reading hole. Don't bother her for a few weeks. <laughs> But my kid is to the point now where I read it aloud to him and he will, he will, I'll clean my room. Can we read another chapter? And reading books is fun. If you just, if you take this garbage out of your home, your yes. kids will make Rubik's cues out of paper on their own. I didn't tell them to do this. That is so <laughs> great. But you, you put the things, you replaced the screens with some creative things for them to do. And then, you know, books and creativity, you know, artwork, you know, um, art supplies. Um, and, uh, and then they start doing it because kids yeah. just do. It's just like if you were allergic to peanut butter in your house, you take the peanut butter out and guess what? Your kids start eating other things and they can actually yeah. take other sandwiches to school. It's like it works. Yeah. In, um, in, in the Screen Strong Solution book that I have, I'm not trying to just sell books, I, but I will just tell you there's seven steps in here. And, and we have a lot of little practical things like that in here, things that you can do in your home. My kids, and, and of course, Adam was older than your, your family. Um, so right now, my, my younger boys are 16. They grow so fast. Um, and so y'all are doing origami and reading and your Monopoly games and all that. We're doing a lot of the same kind of thing. But I, I love that our ages are very spread here. So we can talk about a little bit about when they get a little bit older, because I think parents have a lot of trouble with the puberty kids, right? The right. You know, 13, 14, 15 year old, that's, are they really going to sit down and do origami? Well, let me tell you, yes, they will. If they yes. start doing it when they're six years old or seven years old, Oh, they, absolutely. you know, like little gamers grow up to be big gamers and mm -hmm. grow up to be big readers. And so whatever they learn to do in your home now is what they won't all of a sudden wake up one day when they're 15 and be dying to play video games. Like that's right. not going to be their thing. And um, I remember when we went game free. And so um, when you were just talking about going to the doctor's office and being in the car, I remember getting a little bag together of special toys that they were never allowed to play with unless we were in the car. And um, there were little games and little puzzles and different things. So they really looked forward to that. Um, so when we were in the doctor's office or I was standing in the post office line or whatever, where I needed them to behave, I could pull these things out of my purse and, um, and you know, they were just so awesome little things that would kind of enthrall them for a minute, you know, to get those minutes back because I had to learn how to do that too, because I had to get rid of our game boy, which is what it was. Yeah. At the time. 
we didn't have tablets, but we had Game Boys and all these other handhelds, you know, and, um, and they do work like a miracle, but the problem right. is they, um, it's like you pay now or you pay later. So, right. so back to your house, back to your house. I'm, I remember, um, you, I mean, what you just said that your kids never say they're bored. Mine don't either. And I think this is something that is sort of a myth about being bored. Like, I remember when um, the first thing my kids did when we took the Wii out, we took the game, everything was gone. Like they weren't able to do any of that. They went upstairs, they got a piece of poster board out of their sister's room that she was making some kind of project with. And they literally made a board game. Like they, oh, yeah. I still have it upstairs. And it was kind of like Monopoly. And it had like the principal's office in it. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, that was the, get the jail, you know, and, um, they just spent the whole day doing this and I didn't tell them to do it. Like I didn't, yeah. but then I thought later, oh, that's a really good idea. They find things to do. And so help us, um, cause with three boys, you know, they want to move a lot. They need to move. Like they can't just sit at the kitchen table and do art all day. Although, right. um, one of my tips in my book is that you keep art supplies out all the time. Right. And we also have a thousand piece puzzle in our den out all the time. Like there's always something to do when you walk in right. our den. And the other thing, um, I don't know if I have it here. I had a stack of sports illustrated for kids. So we started getting magazines for them and um, they love going to the mailbox and getting that magazine and they would just spend days on it, you know, reading it. Um, we do, um, a lot of crossword puzzles and Sudoku in our house. So we have those things sitting around. We actually get the real paper, like, like delivered to our house. Okay, and good. So as your kids get a bit older, that's really interesting to them because they love to look through it. You know, they look at the sports section, they look at the weather, I mean, whatever it is. And of course, current issues, then you get automatically, you get to start talking about current issues, you know. So it kind of opens up these doors. It's a lifestyle change though. Right. And, you know, we live in Arizona, so it's very hot here. Basically, in other places where it's winter, we have that only it's during the summer and it's really hot. So we do have to stay inside a lot of the times, which is when we pull out this stuff like paper. Here's another thing that my kid came up with doing. This is the ocean oh. made out of a 3D pen. Oh, no way. We, we got a 3D pen. It has filament. It's like a hot glue gun for kids. Yeah. yeah. And then you can make stuff like this. He just came up with this. Um, the other thing that we do is we sports. Yeah. I mean, golf, yeah. golf takes hours. You can bond. It makes it so you have to talk to the person that you're with. We, we're not like pushing them in sports. Like you're going to be in the NFL and get a scholarship, but you learn certain things from sports, like loyalty, like how to deal with problems in life. They, these kids today when I was in high school, I've always had an anxiety issue, literally since I was little back in the 80s. And remember the 80s, why did we forget that we could entertain ourselves in the 80s? Yes. I would go outside and I think one day, me and my friend, we made like this treasure hunt for, nobody ever did it, but we'd like leave clues around the neighborhood and we'd pour <laughs> Kool-Aid on the ground and be like, ooh, maybe a murder happened here. Maybe <laughs> someone will come find out. Like kids, know how to entertain themselves. I don't know yeah. why we had to just overschedule, you know, we, they can't entertain yeah. themselves without us. Yes, they can. We did it. Yes. Like if you take away 
these games, that's the only reason they can entertain themselves right now because this is mindless. They can just go into like World of Warcraft, they can slay dragons, they can win the princess, and they can do it with minimum effort. And then when they lose, they push reset. They don't have to deal with the pain of, of losing and learn the life lessons that comes with that. So sports is what we do to keep, I mean, I have boys. So every one of them is involved in some sport all the time. And yeah. even if, if you like, didn't have the ability to sign them up for those sort of things, have them go running with you. Yeah. I used to have my son go running with me. Like yeah. there's always something that you can be doing and it's yeah. fun. And when you finish doing an activity like that with your kid, you don't feel that mom guilt of like seeing your kid in the corner on iPad, like, well, he just watched, my little kid used to watch um, FGTV on YouTube, <laughs> where he would watch a father and a son play together for hours. He would watch someone else play. How sad is that? You know, what it is, is we're putting like a stopper, like in their imagination, because they're being... There, there. It's, it's like an obstacle. Like when we put, when we take the screens away, their imagination just takes off. And it's kind of hard for moms and dads to understand that because, like, our imagination, you know, isn't quite as sharp <laughs> as it used to right. be. And so right. I think that we project on them. Oh my gosh, we don't want them to be uncomfortable. We don't want them to feel bad. We don't want them to hate us. We don't want to take this away because. But really, what you're doing is you're giving them the biggest gift of their life. They're unlocking their imagination and muscle again in their brain and they're having to start think of these creative things to do. And you get then two or three kids together and that is amazing because they make up games together. They yeah. go outside, they make up all of their, their games that they play. You remember doing this when, when you were little, oh, like yeah. you just said, we didn't need mommy and daddy there to tell us no. how to play. It, it, in fact, no. that really made it worse if they were there trying to tell us how to play. So what we have to do is get rid of the obstacles um, in our house. And as your kids get older, you understand more about the importance of life skills. So like we had an ice maker that was broken um, just this weekend. Andrew got right on it. He studied it. He figured out the part that was broken. He went on Amazon. He figured out the part to order. He ordered it. It came, of course, two days later. He installed it. So now he gets to put that on his resume. So I talk about this thing about how they're building their resume because I want to build adults and um, right. they're apprentice adults. And so in, in the ages of your kids right now, you're doing all this stuff with imagination and it's really fun and creative. And the amount of artwork that my kids have done is just that that'll be for another show. I'll, I'll have to show you some of the stuff that they've done because they go to a clay class, they do pottery. It's just really amazing. But as they start to get a little bit older, they still love all that, but they, they actually fix things in our house. Like the ice maker isn't the first thing that they fix. They fixed our stovetop. They fixed all the burners like, and they love it. It's, that's a, that's a game to them. It's like, yeah. Oh, let me see if I can fix it. So if you have like an old car that they can work on, if you have boys, if you have a woodworking thing in your garage. Um, and, and the other thing that we spend a lot of time on around here, of course, is sports. They do a lot of music. And so I highly recommend for your age kids and even younger to get them in some lessons if you can. Um, if you can't afford that, there's a plenty of stuff that they can do online that you can start to learn how to play the piano, the guitar. I'll tell you right now that my kids now, they're 16 years old. Every night we get some sort of concert from one of the boys, you know, because they just love to play. And um, that's a whole nother show that we can talk about later about how do you get your kids to practice music and love music 
I am not musical. I've never played anything in my yeah, life. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, but I thought, you know, with the younger ones, since I kind of messed up Adam <laughs> and Adam said, mom, I wish you would never let me quit my piano. Cause that was the other thing that I really liked to do. But during the time in high school, he wanted to quit. So I'm like, Oh sure. We'll let him quit everything. So I didn't let the boys quit in middle school. Cause that's when they always want to quit. Every kid wants to quit everything in middle school. Right, and right. I got them over that hump and now we are really reaping the benefits. And that is what takes a lot of their um, time, like a lot of their filler time. What do you call it? That time when they Free just time. have to run. Yeah. Yeah. And reading is the other thing, of course, that you touched on that um, when your child loves to read um, and for you to be able to, to build that love for reading, then That's they have the a biggest gift. gift you could give a it kid. Is, it, and biggest because, gift. You know, they never are lonely when they have a no. good book. I mean, my, I, I made a joke on my Instagram about how on, when I was on Colin's podcast, I talked probably like five times about my childhood without a TV. But at the time back then, it was more weird than like my kids not having video games. The right. me growing up, right. we didn't have a TV. Like there wasn't one. And my dad was, it's a waste of time. Doesn't build character. And to this day, I am the most great. My parents made mistakes. My parents did a lot of things wrong, but the biggest gift that they gave me is I am the most easily entertained human that has ever been born. Like when, when I got married to my husband, he's like, who are you? Like you literally could just do anything. You can read a book for five hours. You like yeah. anything entertaining, like a conversation to me is entertaining. I have never been entertained. So I, I love all these things. And that's a gift. It wasn't like I was born with a gene that was like, oh, well, you have this gene that means that you can sit down and read a 500 page book in a day. Yeah. It's because I wasn't given anything else. And so right. I had to come up with creative things that anything entertained me. And right. so, so you develop that's a gift. Yeah. yeah. It is a gift. And you develop that part of your brain early on that was got real comfortable with reading and it became your kind of reward. You know, you've right. got a lot of, of rewards from that. And music is the same way because a lot of people say, Oh, my kids aren't gifted. It has nothing to do with being gifted. No. It, and that's such a myth, you know, um, well, Melanie, that's just your kids and whatever. I'm like, no, it is not. You, you're every, every kid has gifts and we're just not opening the door for them. We're not letting them discover their gifts because they're spending 10,000 hours on video games, which is right. what my Even this, did. like with the music, my oldest, um, not musical, <laughs> but what I did with him was I challenged him. He likes competition and he likes memorizing. So I challenged him when I was younger again, because I had nothing else to do. When I was in like fourth grade, I memorized all the lyrics of We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. Do you remember that song, Billy Joel? Yeah. And back then, that was like the, nobody will ever memorize that, whatever. And I memorized it back then. So I told my kid, I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you memorize these lyrics and we can do a rap battle on it. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he spent like hours of his time. And after we were done, I told him about all of those things in history that he had just memorized. Yeah. So he yeah. got a history lesson yeah. and competition and he memorized this thing. He can go now and be like, I have, we didn't start the fire memorize. There's an episode of the Goldbergs yeah. where they try and do that. If you like <laughs> the Goldbergs, I love the Goldbergs. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Yeah. Even have, if your kid isn't musical, you can have rap battles with them. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no. There's always that a way to get music mind. into your, your day. And we started them in lessons around third grade. And I think, it, I think the earlier you start, the better. And I didn't even care if they just played Mary Had a Little Lamb for the rest of their life. It wasn't about if they were going to be some big music, whatever, star. It was about using that part of their brain. And, um, and so then we did have ups and downs, but I knew enough after my first go around that right. we're just going to stick to this. And so it's really funny. I should have them talk one day, do a little video on, um, and just how mean their mom was <laughs> in middle school because they talk about it now. They're like, yeah, mom, you made us, you know, but you know, and you just smiled at us, you know, whenever we would cry about it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I learned how to not get on your roller coaster, but you just touched on something when you said that you paid or you told me to give him 20 bucks. I love that because I think getting a job is also something right. that we're not thinking. So your kids, even now, I don't care how old they are, they can do something. They can create something. They can make something and they can sell those things. Oh yeah. And, um, not just the lemonade stands, but like if your kid starts getting into art, you know, have them have a little, um, gallery and sell their mm -hmm. paintings. I mean, and then they put all this energy and girls, you know, and boys both, they can sew things, they can knit things, they can create things, they can do all sorts of things that they can um, actually start making some money. And that's a motivator for some kids. And that's really- Oh yeah. My oldest did, um, he, he's a Rubik's Cuber. Mm -hmm. So he, he did competitions and he got to where he could solve the Rubik's Cube in 30 seconds. Wow. So one summer to make money when we, you know, we didn't have video games, he offered to give Rubik's Cube lessons. Oh my gosh. Brilliant. And people took him up on it. And it yes. was so fun for him to try and teach these kids. Okay. This is the algorithm. This is what you do. Like if, if you have the option of playing Fortnite, are you really going to spend the time to no. solve a Rubik's cube. Will no. you get a scholarship from doing Rubik's cubing? No. No. Will it help your brain forever? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And if you're the only third grader that can do it, yeah, that's big time collateral in, in school. Right. And that's so funny. You said about the Rubik's cube because my boys did that as well. This is so fun. This is like old home week or something. So, they, <laughs> so we got the different Rubik's cubes. I'm sure you did too. You know, you get the regular yes. one and then the different size and the different four shape. By four, five by five, the yes. collection. Yeah. Yeah. And each and I one think, was a different yes. five hours of time and yeah. effort and skill that was learned that isn't just yes. getting your brain sucked out. That's right. <laughs> so I guess... I don't know if you guys can tell by now, but we really have fun with our kids now. And um, that's a really big change from my situation. Like with Adam, we didn't really have fun with him. Like we fussed at him all the time to get off your game. Adam, come to dinner. Adam, come to your sister's birthday party. Adam, Adam, Adam. We're always fussing at him. And now with the boys, we don't fuss at them. We, we just have fun. We have so much more fun without mm -hmm. the interruption of all these games in our house. Yeah. It sounds like we're, it sounds like we're like selling a product that doesn't exist right now. And I get that. When I first saw a blog post, it was five years ago. I had these three little crazy boys and I saw this blog post by this girl that had all girls and she was like, oh, we do screen free. It's so great. It helps my kids. And I was annoyed to the point. I was like, unfollow. I don't like you. You don't know anything about life. And I was just angry. I was like, that doesn't exist yeah. because in my life at the time it didn't exist. And I couldn't picture, we're not selling you anything. No, like 
<laughs> I promise you that if you just try it, just yeah. try it for 30 days, yeah. you'll be like, this is like a utopia. I didn't jump off a cliff. No. I stepped into this like paradise of where are my kids? Oh, he's reading, he's doing origami, like, and it requires no effort. Once yeah. you get to where they can actually be kids. And if they can't be kids now, if think of the stories that we tell about high school, these kids don't have stories to get back at their 20. What are they going to talk about at their 20 year reunion? Oh, remember that time that we sat on a couch and played Fortnite? No, you have to have stories. You have to yes. live life. And if you don't have that now, you're going to turn into a middle-aged grown man who has, oh, I've got to have a childhood now because I have nothing. Oh, they end up in like, counseling. I mean, I mean, yeah. we spend our whole adult life trying to fix our childhood of all the things that didn't happen right. the right way. And, you need um, a childhood. Yes, you have to have, you're going to get a childhood and you're either going to get it while you're a child or you're going to have to try to get it when you're an adult and that doesn't work right. out so well. And that, that's just not going to be like on the, on the podcast with Colin, I, I shared this quote from Aristotle that is, you are what you repeatedly do. Yes. So if you think, okay, well, we're in this, you know, hard time with a 14 or whatever, and my kid is on seven hours on a screen every day, but he's going to grow out of that. He's going to grow out of that and he's going to go to college and, and he'll be fine in college. He's not going to be. You are what your habits are. If you yeah. play video games seven hours a day, that is going to just continue with you. And then until that's what you are, you're a gamer. Like yeah. you want to give your kids the chance to be anything that they could be. Yeah. And unless they start making the habits of doing that now. Yeah. And, and ultimately what you're doing, and we'll close with this concept and with this thought that I want everybody to really understand, because I did not understand this when I was raising my first child, is the concept of family attachment. And right. this is a whole huge topic that we can unpack later, but I just want everyone that's listening to understand that video games take your child away from your family. It, it's like a yeah. stranger that comes in and just removes them and they, they move, they literally move out of your house, even though they're still eating your food. They, they, they emotionally move out. They're playing this game. They don't need you anymore. The game supplies all their needs for all their dopamine stuff that they're trying to, and all their, um, um, significance. And so, but that's very sickening. That doesn't work. What your child needs is more time with you. Um, even if it's side by side, it doesn't mean, cause we have parents that say, well, I've got to work and I've got to do the dishes. What do I do? And exactly Mary, what you're saying is what I have found is they're off entertaining themselves. You can get a lot done, but, but they're yeah. still attached to their family unit. And that's what I missed with my mm -hmm. first. I, and we work on it even now. We talk about it now about those foundational attachment things mm -hmm. that kind of didn't happen very well because right. we're not in the presence of each other. And even Mary, when you're working on dishes or cleaning your house and your kids are there and they're reading or they're doing their Rubik's cube or whatever, they're still with you. And, and yeah. there's still this attachment emotionally that's happening. They haven't been teleported away to right. some weird place playing with people that you don't even know who they are on their video game. So um, we need to talk about that later, but the attachment yeah. piece is what um, the benefit is. So the, the bottom line is, yes, you can do this. It is not that hard. I hope that nope. we've helped you today kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into life on this other side. Um, I will say that thir the 30 day detox 
Um, our Screen Strong Challenge is what we recommend, of course. You can get into our Facebook group. It's Screen Strong Families is our Facebook group. And we answer questions in there. So if you get in that group, you start your challenge, you can try it for seven days, you can do it for 30 days. Of course, we recommend you know the longer the better. Um, you'll get support from parents in there. So from Mary and I, we'll be in there. Like I'm answering stuff in there all day long. So um, be sure and get in there and sign up for the, the challenge. That's exactly where you need to get started. Um, Mary, anything else that you want to say at the very end here to anybody yeah. encourage so them? If you're looking for tips too, my son just did, my little eight-year-old on my Instagram, which is MaryEllen0708 on Instagram, he just did a challenge for little kids to get off screens to okay. make these stick bombs out of like tongue depressors. Yes, I saw that. The stick thing. And he is actually paying the winner. He wants to use his own money to have the winner get a prize. That so. Is I'm going to be doing videos to and just to show you. He's going to be doing a tutorial, and we'll put it on this thing. Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'll I'll keep giving you things like my my son Jax is so invested in this cause. Oh, that's that so great! It's adorable. Yeah. And we'll yeah. put it on our Be Screen Strong Instagram too. Um, for people who are following that, we'll get all connected and we'll get y'all some help and some encouragement. And you know what? If your kid is doing something really cool, let us know and we'll talk about him. <laughs> we'll get yeah. him because we need more ideas. I think people get really motivated when they just see a few things. It's like, mm -hmm. then you can take off and you're, like I said, your kids have so much imagination um, that we're not tapping into. It's just like this huge resource that we're missing. Not only yes. our families, but our country. I mean, yes. all these wonderful boys are sitting home playing video games just having their life sucked away yes they and and then the, the whole dating world we'll talk about that later because that's a whole oh yeah world. but um but thank you so much mary for jumping on here and we'll do this again and if you have okay. any questions if anybody has any questions that you want us to answer that would be really fun send them to us and we'll jump back on and answer them again and um just have have another good visit so thanks for for talking this through um Mary, we'll be back in, in touch and we'll see what we can do to, to um, just keep this going and keep this movement going. So remember to go to ScreenStrong.com, to ScreenStrong Families is our Facebook group, and then our Instagram is Be Screen Strong. And um, remember that we have your back. We're going to help you. You're not alone. I think, Mary, that's one thing that we all felt yeah. that we were very much on an island and we were kind of weird, but we didn't care. We we're going to be weird anyway. Right. Um, but it turns out that there's a lot of us out there, so you're not alone. We have your back. You have your kids back. And remember to stay strong.